The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Joe Rogan. That, that was an exclamation I point. I mean, talk about a statement. There's black belts, and then there are black belts. And I'm a Sarah BJJ black belt. And I tell everybody, once I take you down, it's going to be a long night. I'm not just saying that for fluff, man. Algemeida Buckmaster-Sterling! Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. That's <laughs> dangerous. Listen to me, we're at it. Hey, hold on, I'm going to fix this. This is not good. It's okay. It's a great start to the show. Hi, Matt. Oh, no, Jimmy. No, 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 no. It's perfect. No, it's not. The, no, stop it. You're a evil little bird sometimes i'm sorry Jimmy. i love you so much i'm happy to see you are we starting the show oh yeah yeah we've been going since you've been adjusting the camera i like that this way it should be it's kind of bouncing the camera around you always like to make me look unprofessional it's okay i'm unprofessional too we both are um aljo is coming on today it'd be nice to talk to aljo and we also have a country singer named michael ray um i don't listen to a lot of country but i did hear a, a very big song he has um which was actually really good so um you're uh, obviously, uh, I want to ask Aljo too about this shakeout that he described. He was talking about how he didn't feel like he was at his best last time. Um, uh, it had something to do with nutrition. So I'm kind of curious as to what he meant by that. A shakeout? Are you sure yeah. it's not a dancing thing? Um, I'm pretty sure. Are you sure? Yes. Get on me, Jim. Hey, listen to me. Yes, sir. Um, I don't know. Let me quote the great fucking uh post malone when he says something like this eh, 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 eh. hey hold on hold on ready then he goes like this ooh, 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 ooh. Ah. listen to me oh listen listen it's yes, to say i'll keep her in check i don't know something like that yeah i don't know a lot of post malone songs i like the one thing he did with ozzy and that's about it dude i'm i'm, I'm giving my buddy a, a message here only because i'm so mm-hmm. i'm so i'm not a, it's like one of my uh, black belts, Jason Rao, he went. Um, he, he competed over the weekends in the in the uh, Abu Dhabi trial. Oh, okay. To get to, uh, it, it's you win this thing, you go to Abu Dhabi. How'd he do? Uh, he, he, it's so man. He was just going through guys. Good. Guys. Oh, okay. Going through them, and then he got he got caught in a um, a guillotine. He was in a guillotine, then he got caught, I believe, in a uh, an anaconda or a dars. I got to actually look at it again. I was confused. But he got caught in a strangle. And oh. 
And I'm not, I'm not just, I mean, the guy is, he's so good. He's just so fucking good, Jason Rao. Jason Rao's so goddamn good that I just want him to have his day work. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's, he's that, he's so world-class, this guy. I'm not just saying it because I'm associated with him. I, anybody who knows it, uh, um, Craig Jones, who's, uh, yes, of course. He even has like a, a, a his latest, um, instructional thing is mm. one of the one of the moves was called Jason Rao, the unassuming bastard. Like he is, they everybody who knows him. I'm gonna bring. I want to bring him up to Aljo too. It, it's he's so good that I just want him to have his fucking day because he's world class. But I don't know. I was just a little like I'm upset for him because I know how fucking great he is. And also Nick Ronan is another one of uh, my black belts, destroying people and and he got caught. He actually lost. To the guy that won the whole thing. Okay. So, uh, forgive me if I don't know everybody's names. I don't follow the submission grappling like I do MMA. I just don't. You know what I mean? See, would you rather lose? It's almost like in a presidential election. Would you rather lose to the guy who wins it all? Or do you get like that thing where if I lose to a guy, fuck him. I want him to lose immediately after this. No, you want to lose to... um You, you want to lose to... If you do lose, you want to lose to the number one guy. The guy who wins it I, all. Okay. Like, you know, like I know Jason, Jason lost to him, sure, a guy that's very good, but I, you know, I, I, you know, I know that Jay's actually rolled with the guy before and I know it's not, it didn't go like that. So it's one of those things where it's, just, sure, you know what I mean? But look, man, I'm just venting, Jimmy. I understand. Thank you. Let's bring in our first guest. I heard a fucking longo is what I heard. Hi, Ray. Yay! Yeah! Ready? Up, hey, buddy. Brother? Do it again. Yeah. One of the most annoying sounds in the world, Jimmy. Go ahead, Longo. Holy crap. Right. He's on? Hey, Jimmy. You want to yes. hear the most annoying sound in the world? Go ahead, I hear Longo. it every Monday and Wednesday. Go ahead, Longo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to drop the boat on you. And, and, and the world agrees with you, Jimmy. Trust me. <laughs> I was about to say Longo dropped the boat on that, but that wouldn't really make, make no. sense. Anyway. Welcome, Ray Longo. Hey, I know you a haircut for the corner work. Thank you very much. Look at you. feel like a million pesos. You feel good? Well, now, you're still in New York, right? You haven't gone out yet? Yeah, Aljo, Aljo's still here, too. I don't know where the hell he is now, but I talked to him last night. He knew he was coming on, so let's get this ball rolling. Okay. How you been, Jimmy? I'm doing well, man. I'm uh, happy things are getting back to normal. And again, the fights are going and stand-up is going. So, yeah, life is good. Right. Um, I'll, I'll ask uh, Aljo about this too, but Ray, I'm sure you could clarify. He said he messed up the day of the fight last time um, because he, he said he had a beautiful morning shakeup, 20 minutes strong. What exactly is the morning shakeup? No, it's really just a rehearsal. You open up your lungs a little bit, get you, get the juices flowing. Uh, you know, sometimes they do some sprints. Sometimes he grabs a guy and he drills a little bit. Uh, just a mental rehearsal and I guess to open up your lungs. Oh, okay. And he said that he didn't eat properly after that. Um, what exactly was it that, that he didn't do properly nutrition-wise? Well, that, that you could ask him. I've been over it with him, but I'll, he, he could tell you better than me because he's going to say, I just went over this with him. He did look good at the shake, you know, the shake-up too or the shake-out. But um, he, uh, yeah, it was more dietary. And, you know, I've been over with him. I got to believe that he's he's being honest and so far, what I see is a totally different Aljo, though, mentally and physically. But he, he, he kind of said last time, Jimmy, no matter how good the camp was, it just wasn't going to be that night because of what happened. Isn't it weird? Like the balance 
that a fighter has to achieve. Like you have to be at that place where you've trained your ass off, but not overtrained. You have to have uh, cut weight and put weight back on, but not cut too much weight or put too much. Like the, the, the amount of balance, things that have to sync up for you to be totally ready to step into the cage is so much more than I think people realize. Oh, 100%. It's like going out on a date, right? You don't want to get there too early. You don't want to get there too late. You got to get there just on time. And it's the same thing with fighting. Everything's got to be done right. And that's why I say, like, when I do interviews, as of right now, Jimmy, I believe we have the better guy fighting that night. Now he's got to go through a weight cut still, and he's got to go through a rehigh. So sometimes the weight cut goes great, and the rehigh goes off. So, look, everybody's dealing with the same shit. So it's, you know, that that's the one common uh, denominator. But everything's got to be right, like you say, and it, that's not easy, you know. But, uh uh, so far, like, again, he seems like mentally he's in a way better place. And that's more important to me than anything. And he know we know exactly what went wrong, even, you know, technically, uh, aesthetically um, in the first fight. Listen, we got to see if we could correct it. He's, he's got to go in and be the best Aljo on that night because John's a killer. Not to mention, you know, he did the whole camp here in New York. Not to shit on any other place. Not about. It's not about shit. It doesn't matter where else he went in the past. Like, but when you split up a camp, it's fucking weird. It's weird. And you don't really, you're not maybe totally in sync. Like he was there. He was with us for a little bit. Then he was out in Vegas. And then you went out and met him in Vegas. And it felt a little out of sync compared to everything we've done in the past. So I'm like, and I like the fact that um, we were all there. Like, I mean, I was there. I'm not going to be there in the corner. I'm doing something with the NYPD uh, this weekend. Jimmy, you know about that. I think I told you. Got a big thing that morning. It's gonna be it's gonna be very nice. I was committed to that, but you know, I was there for all the sparring, so I don't want to hear no bullshit with that. We've seen him, we know what the shape he's in, we know what he's capable of. I don't know, like you had to like not take his word for it last time, but it wasn't exactly the camps that we're used to, right, Longo? Oh no, hundred percent. No, that that's true. And like I, I tried to tell him because he doesn't really Aljo's different, right? So he might not think that that's the case, but like I told him, even as far as a coach, I know what you do good now. I've been watching it for weeks. I know what, you know, where we could have problems. And it's important for me as a coach to be in tune for the whole camp. You know, I mean, I did lose track with him, you know, last time, Jimmy. I lost track probably the last two or three weeks. And then, you know, I went down there. I, I was in the corner with people I've never cornered with before. That was definitely by far my worst cornering I've ever done in my life. And uh, I think there was a reason for it. So we'll see. I don't know. It's not about me. It's about him. But I like being in sync with the guy going in there. And it means it means a lot to the way I coach anyway. So other people, you know, like I've had guys, Jimmy, ask me, can you can you corner me? I don't even know you. Like, you know, like, how do I, you know, even though like I'm more motivational, sometimes it's if I don't know you, I'm not going to be motivational. That's the problem. And Aljo has kind of seen the best Piotr Jan has. And Jan, again, you're right. He's a killer, man. He's a really, really dangerous fighter. But Aljo has seen uh, the best Jan has, and he understands. I mean, and it, it ended in a way that nobody wanted it to end. But he really, I think, this time more than obviously the first time, knows what to expect going in. Yeah, and more importantly, he, he earned the right to be there, which is very important. What happened was out of his control. I don't think he should have gotten any slack for it. I don't give a shit what people think. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, Jan had uh, had a chance to look. He's winning at that point. Aljo was going down, right? And uh, and Jan was getting looked like he was getting in his groove. Why not let the guy up? Why why put? Why wouldn't you just step back, let him up? Why wouldn't you punch him in the face? 
the fact that he did what he did it's just is it, it's mind-boggling to me. just a stupid stupid thing yeah yeah i mean at the point where you were gonna you look like you were on route to winning the fight so i don't want to read into that too much but uh i thought it was i thought it was just Hard to, I don't know what could have been running through his mind. I think they could have got more slack for that, like the corner, because I believe that that one of the coaches is yelling, yeah, yeah, do it, like fire a knee. I swear to God, if you go back and look at it, you know, well, Matt, maybe maybe he was saying fire a punch, which would have been legal. Oh no, you know what I mean? Think about it. Why not punch him right in the face? You're you're down there. He just, I think he just wanted to knee him in the fucking face. I, I, I think at the <laughs> end of the day, Matt, that's what it comes down to. I'll get a warning. We'll take a little bit of a break. He's right there. Yeah, right. You, you motherfucker. I'm gonna knee your head off. That's it. I are fighters that self-destructive though. Almost like you know that that's it. That that could literally e- e- lead to a DQ. Well, I guess everyone's different. But would a guy who's the champion at the moment and like you said was having good success in that moment be that self-destructive? Like I've seen guys do dumb things when they are. I think when they panic when they're losing or. But to, to when, when you're in a dominant position in that, would you yeah. be so self-destructive? Maybe. Hey, for the most part, Jimmy, they're not road scholars. You know what I mean? So I don't know. There's something to be said about that. But you're right. Why would that? It's just it wasn't in the heat of the moment. You know that you could always forgive, right? Because shit happens and you just it's too quick and it just happens. But this was one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi. And now they need them. So I don't know. Longo, everybody really wants to know. When are you going back to acting? You, Longo. People don't know. Longo did some acting, Jimmy. I didn't yes. know that. Did you, oh, you didn't know I was, Jimmy, you didn't know I was a thespian? I did not, know. <laughs> I mean, if you count two short films and a, sure. and a stint on Kevin Can Wait with Kevin James acting, I'm, I'm right in there. But, That's uh, legit. Yeah, yeah, we did some stuff. We're, we're going to get back, man. I got a couple of things in the work. So I, I love it, Jimmy, because you know what? I, I It scares the hell out of me, and I love that feeling of, you know, just being on edge and having to, you know, do something. So Jimmy, yeah, it's, it's all good. And Jimmy, I'm going to put this out there. They'll probably take it out. Cause I'm going to put it on Instagram. You don't know Longo's favorite, a uh, famous line from Kevin can wait with the fucking, you never heard it with Harry Connick. When Harry, Harry, what is his name? The fuck Harry, Harry Connick Jr. Harry Jr. Was visiting and he was playing himself. And, and, you know, he's trying out fucking Kevin's fucking favorite Italian place. And Longo, could you please hit him with the line, please? No, the pre- previous to that, though, he promises Harry Connick a quiet night. That was it. And then they go out. And as soon as he says, how do you like the lasagna? I go, Harry Connick likes the freaking lasagna. Very good. Jimmy, it was a killer. There's a big crowd. Like when it came out. Yeah. Oh, no, dude, it was. Let me tell you something. I've seen that more than I see my GSP win. I watched that. Longo was showing it everybody. And rightfully so. Uh, let me ask you now, did you have to shoot it more than once, Ray? Did you mess it up at all, or did you just do it once or twice? Did they said, give us one more for safety, or how many yeah, times Jimmy, did you have to I shoot it? Play, Jimmy, it was so bad the first two times. Was okay. I thought they were going to cut it right out of the, the sitcom. <laughs> I started to panic, but there's a writer on the show, Mike Socio, and Kevin would keep telling me, you got to go heavier, go higher, higher, more. And then Socio kind of demonstrated it to me. And that was it. I took it on one one take then. And then and the live thing, it came out great, too. So we did a film, and that took about four takes, five takes, and then the live one went, went perfect.
UFC Unfiltered is brought to you by NEDS, the official wagering partner of the UFC in Australia. Aussie Fight fans, keep an eye out for this weekend's UFC pay-per-view event as NEDS offers a split decision return. This means if you place a head-to-head bet on any main card fight and your pick loses by split decision, NEDS will pay you out as a winner. Plus, you can pump up your odds with a UFC multi simply by combining your favorite markets across all fights on the card. The action doesn't stop with UFC. Neds has everything you need to take it to the Neds level, regardless of what you bet on. For those sports punters, Neds Same Game Multi is now available on more sports than ever before. And for the racing fanatics, Neds Blended is available on all three racing codes. Blended lets you pick multiple runners to win in the same race at special blended odds. It's never been easier for you to be paid out as a winner. Look, whatever you bet on. Take it to the Ned's level. UFC markets exclude South Australian residents. Split decision return eligible on first $250 state. Minimum blended odds are $1.10 terms and conditions apply are available on the Ned's website. Remember to always gamble responsibly. Please call 1-800-858-858. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Well, it looks like we have the champ here. Hey, uh, hey, Aljo, how you doing, buddy? We're discussing ve- something very, very important with the week of the fight. It's Longo's acting career. I don't know how he segued into that. I wanted to talk about how great you're doing in sparring. Longo brings up his acting career. I'm sorry, Aljo. Uh, that's funny. Uh, listen, man, some of the best actors come from this gym, you know? So they say. <laughs> there he goes. That. That's it, Aljo. You're going to show the whole fucking world. You'll show him acting. <laughs> You'll show him fucking acting. Now's your chance. Doesn't it feel good, especially after what I've seen in camp? Doesn't it feel good you get to show the fucking world? I got your fucking Oscar right here. I got your Oscar right here. It's right here when you're done with this motherfucker. Doesn't it feel good that it's about to happen? You're about to show the world? Oh, it feels amazing. You know, it's been a long, long year. And, um, it's just one of those things when people are saying all these things and you can't say anything back because you can't back it up. It's just all talk, you know, so there's no there's no light at the end of the tunnel. But now the light's at the end of the tunnel and I, I, I can't wait to get there and put on a show, man, because I feel like we've been doing a lot of magical things in the room behind closed doors. Um, we showed a bits of bits and pieces of it with some of the vlogs that we've been doing um, on my YouTube. But other than that, uh, I think the people are in for a real show. Aljo, I asked Ray too, because I had read the thing you said about the, your uh, shake up in the morning and, and then you felt like uh, you messed it up with a little nutrition. How did you mess it up with the nutrition? Ray, Ray said that you'd be better qualified to answer that. It, it's honestly, when, whenever I say it out loud, I, I feel ridiculous even saying that out loud. It's, I had two pancakes and two eggs after doing a 20 minute hard, intense workout. You know what I mean? So you do that. You're supposed to refuel the right way. And then from that window to 8.30 at night. So we're talking 10.30 in the morning till 8.30 at night is when I fought. A five-round fight. And I didn't put anything else back in my body after doing that type of hard workout. So the, it, it was on me for, for having such a 
miscalculation, but that's never going to happen again. I, I just, I think I got so wrapped up in the moment that I forgot the time frame that we're competing and didn't take those calculations into mind. Cause I, I don't make mistakes like that. I've done it for sparring before, like the fastest sparrings. And that's exactly what it felt like. It felt like I had good conditioning, but I just couldn't go. Like you're pressing the gas pedal and it's just not, it's just not going anywhere. How long into the fight did you realize, oh, fuck, this is happening and not the way I wanted to? Like, how long did it take you to realize it? Oh, before I mean, we're talking at 12 o'clock in the afternoon when I was trying to figure out what was wrong with my body. 12 o'clock in the afternoon trying to figure out what was going on. And I'm having a meltdown in my head trying to process what the hell I'm about to do. I need to call an audible and figure out how I'm going to switch up the game plan and still come out with my hand raised. And the game plan I came up with was empty the gas tank for the first three rounds and hopefully you can stall the last 10 minutes and win the fight. That's That was the thought process. But in hindsight, I could have done a much better job managing what I had. And I think I would have at least looked better than the way I did, um, like flopping around and getting tossed around, my ankle kicked. Like, it just looked bad. The aesthetics were really bad. and I, That's not even close to... Like, anyone who else tried that to do that to me in a room, it does not happen. So it's just like, why does it say Rebecca Cruz? I have no idea. But um, isn't that your, <laughs> isn't that your fiance? That is that is. But it's so funny that it's on my phone. Maybe she's maybe she hacked into your phone, Aljo. Yeah, yeah. she might be listening in right now. <laughs> Listen, you're the guy in there. You know your body, and and more importantly, you know what you put into this fucking camp, and you know what you've done in sparring. That's why I'm excited. You know, I see firsthand. I see firsthand what we what what we've been doing lately. And I think there's a there's a there's a, a video making arounds of you cutting weight or getting in. I mean, dude, you're looking like a fucking superhero, right out of Wakanda. <laughs> fucking excellent, yo, dude. Is the weight cut di- is that different too? Are you is the weight cutting off differently, closer? Is that different? No, one? or that the same? I I I think since the surgery, I've just been able to train a lot more. I've been able to lift more. Um, not I don't lift to like get like um. For, for muscle mass, I lift for endurance. So I do a lot of like circuit burnouts and things like that. And I think the results have been showing. And uh, I think the results have been showing in the room as well and physically. And I think this is the best I've felt in a very, very, very like long time in terms of being able to train consecutive days and not saying, hey, I got a stinger on my neck, a pretty bad flare up. I need to take one to seven days off to let this thing cool off, you know? So, um, it's, it's night and day. I feel like I got a fresh lease on my athletic career. And uh, I'm excited to show the world what I can do because, I mean, it's looking great in the room. And if, if the fight's anything like what it looks like in the room, I, I think there's going to be a lot of drills on the floor. And a circuit burnout. What is that just when you do as many reps as you can? I mean, uh, my, my gym activity is very minimal, which would explain why I'm fat. So, uh, yeah, what exactly is a circuit burnout? So a circuit burnout is like the way I do it. I structure it like a fight. And um, I do five-minute rounds. I'll do maybe start with pull-ups and then burn out the pull-ups and then I'll switch to like punches or I'll do like the, the, the dumbbell, um, not the barbell, the rowing with one arm, switch to the other arm. I'll do some static holds in there with the, the, the med ball between my legs, squeezing that. And then I have a foam roll in between my arms, squeezing that. I'm going to, to as failure as I can. Like in the beginning of training camp, I start that relatively easy. I'll do like 15 or 20 seconds. I give myself a 10 second rest to get to the next station. Then I gradually pick up the intensity where I'm taking less reps, um, less rest and going to the next station a little bit faster. And I, I got to 
have more of an output, you know? So that's, that's, that's like the goal. And then I'm simulating what I'm doing in the room. I'm going from wrestling to striking and back on the toes, working the legs. So my legs are getting the burnouts. And then to be able to do that and have that lactic acid turn over and still be able to go. And then you shorten the rest period. So instead of a minute break, you're doing a 50 second or 45 second rest. And then you're like, okay, I know I can recover and I know I can get back out there and um, just do this for a 25 minute period. So um, I'm excited, man. And I got, the, I got rid of the mustache again. You know, I'm bringing back my Dagestani um, wrestling. Al Jamayev. No, Al Jabib Sturmayev is the name. <laughs> so now I should be able to wrestle like Hamza. I should be able to wrestle like Khabib and I should be able to wrestle like Omali. Well, I think they should be able to wrestle like you, punk man stuff. Hey, <laughs> I'm reading here. I, I said Omali. I don't know if you guys exactly, caught that. <laughs> I want to know. I want to know exactly what this means. You're saying that Jan is going to get Will Smith. Now that is get Will Smith. That could either be he's going to get smacked, or you're going to make him into a cuckold because he's a because Will Smith is a cuck. So what does that mean? Is he you make him a cuck, or are you smacking him? It's one of these. It's one of these. I put on, put on the blazer, fix it up, woke up, uh, right there, <laughs> right there. That's it. Yeah. We all agree that Will Smith's a cuck. Yeah, yeah. That's why I like him. I mean, that's not, I mean, that's <laughs> my favorite Will Smith quality. <laughs> I, I like. I like Will. You do. You like Will Smith after that? Oh, of course, of course. You know, you know, you know what it is, and I, I think it's the guy has had a rough two years on social media. Yeah. With people tearing down his relationship. And him having to sit there and just take it. I can only imagine him just bottling up. And then that was probably the straw. I don't know what happened before that event. It probably just got to him. It probably just, his worst moment in his life highlighted on the Oscars. It sucks. Like, I don't agree with it. Just know, I do not agree with it. Yeah. But I can understand. Hey, dude, I get it. Having a rough day, you smack Dookie from Do the Right, from fuck, not Do the Right thing, from fucking New Jack City. Yeah, you smack that guy. Dude, come on. Yeah. He played, listen, one guy played a crackhead in fucking New Jack City. <laughs> the other guy trained for Muhammad Ali. He played Ali. Fuck yeah. Will Smith, <laughs> you bully cocksucker. Fuck you. Sorry, guys. Ray, anything to add in, Ray? No, no, just bullshit move. But I think Aljo's right. The guy definitely had a break. Yeah. Because of what he's not, you know, he's not happy internally. It's pretty obvious. And the, look, you could you could have all the crazy relationships you want. You don't know really what's brewing inside of a guy. Right. That's got to be tough to deal with, man. If you have any. I don't know. It's not my thing, but that's got to be rough watching people, you know, talk, yeah. and they talk about it. Like, I don't know. I'd be I'd be out of there. That's all I, I know. But I, I think that's what happened. But 100 percent, Jimmy, as a comedian, you got to be mortified by what happened. And Chris Rock is a nice guy. Well, like, yeah. Guys, twice his size. There was so many bad looks in that thing that uh, I don't know what the hell was going on. But yeah, I'm mean, I'm not worried as a comic about getting hit. But I think it was bullying. But I think it was more snapping because we, you know, bullying somebody is one of those things you would do backstage where you would grab like to you. You know, you're kind of blowing your own life up when you do that. Like you're literally walking on live television at the biggest spotlight you can do it in, and and fucking up terribly. Like you're really. It's a real tremendous act of self-destruction as much as it's being a dick to Chris. He, he really hurt himself by doing that. Um, Aljo, do you feel any different going in as the champion? Like, is there any type of a different pressure or any type of a different feeling knowing that you're walking in um, with the belt? Oh, not at all. I feel like, you know, I, I chalked this up to when I walked out with Iaquinta with his fight with Khabib and getting to see how 
insane that arena was and having an opportunity of a lifetime like that against arguably one of the, the, the greatest lightweights of all time. And um, to, to have that, I felt like I wasn't rattled at all outside of like the, the panic attack I was having in my head about how I'm going to be able to perform. Other than that, I felt like the moment didn't get to me. So this, the only difference is going to be the fans um, finally getting to fight with fans since 2019. That's a long time. Uh, I, I will not lie. That's going to be different to have that again. And I'm excited about that. But I don't think it's going to make me. I think I relish in those type of moments, man. I, I almost feel like it's for me, even if it's not for me. You know what I mean? So I think it's all how you you spin it in perspective. Like they're booing for me. Let's go. They're cheering for me. Let's go. I, I, I love it all. So it's like I'm, I'm going to be super pumped to get out there and uh, I'm going to enjoy every single moment of it. Doesn't it suck too when you're when you are thinking something? Like if I think like, ah, oh, man, I don't have it tonight. I'm going to be awful, and then I'm one joke in, and I bomb. I'm like, fuck, I knew it. And like when you're walking <laughs> in there saying, I don't feel myself tonight, or I don't feel physically as good, then something happens in the cage, and you're like, fuck, I was right. Like this, I I, I was right about not feeling up to it. That's that's probably the shitty feeling. Yeah, it's um, it's one of those things. The ship has sailed, and the boats have been burned. So there's no retreat. You know, we're already here. We short up, and um, the only thing we got to do is make the walk. So uh, at this point, I'm very comfortable with everything. And I think anyone who's actually watched the fight from an unbiased perspective of what the memes and the media were saying about acting and all this stuff, I think anyone with a logical brain can see how close that fight actually was. And that's on my worst day. So what happens when I actually feel good? And again, I'm sure Jan's made some improvements. Um, he looked great, phenomenal against Corey Sanhagen. Um, he made some good adjustments after that first round, good body kicks, good um, combinations. And uh, he showed some grit and uh, he went for it, you know. So uh, the difference was there was no mixing up of him actually being threatened with takedowns. And I think when you do that, he has to think a little bit more and have to be a little bit more reserved with his striking. Because if he's not, if he doesn't connect, he's on his back. And um, I, I really do think this time is going to be a lot different. Uh, than him being able to stuff 17 or 16 takedowns, whatever the count was from the last one. Aljo, you were recently on the um, uh, you on the um, show. Megan Olivi, yeah, becoming a fighter with Megan Olivi. You did the, Is that out? The, I didn't know that was out. It's going to be out by the time this airs. Tell us. Give us a little sneak peek. Is, is it like a deep dive? What is she? Is, is there any tears in there, Aljo? Don't start crying now. I don't think Longo can take it. Nah, I think you know, he's going. I think he's going to start crying. It, it, it definitely got me a little emotional. Uh, some of the stuff that we talked about. And um, uh, it's just crazy because you kind of tend to forget about that part of your life and you, you just kind of bury it. And I think sometimes it might even get distorted. Um, but the ways that I still remember it in my head, um, trying to dig through that vault, it was a, it was a lot of darkness, you know. Um, but uh, as a kid, it, it shapes you in a way and you, you learn to kind of either sink or swim. And I think it helped me become who I am today. So yeah, it was kind of shitty, but I, I think people will enjoy hearing some of the stories and um, hopefully it relates to some people and they can see if I can get through that they can get through certain things like that as well. And uh, um, yeah, I, I, it was definitely a deep dive and uh I told Megan, it's like, why do you guys keep doing this to me? Like, <laughs> you guys keep doing this to me with the unbroken, now with this. I'm like, you guys somehow managed to pull out these stories out of me when I could just make it super PG and not really, you know, divulge too much. But um, 
I just hope it helps the next kid, you know, if it, if it does, you know, if it's worth my vulnerability, if anything, for what it's worth, I, I hope it helps the next individual. Hey, real quick, guys, I got to get out of here, but let me say one last thing that you could have Aljo for the rest of the time. Uh, I think Aljo believes he's ready. His coaches believe he's ready. And when they both believe he's ready together, I think that's where the magic happens. And I think that's what I expect to see. I think we get to see the best version of Aljamain Sterling on April 9th. I'm super stoked to be there. I'm honored to be in the corner and I, I wish you the best, man. I will see you Wednesday night when I get there. And, uh, what I've seen, I, I just, you know, like I said at the beginning, I believe I have the better guy and now it's just time for Aljo to go out and be Aljo. We, we get this thing done and shut everybody up. All yeah, right, guys. Yes, yes. Thanks, Ray. Fucking mic drop. Mic <laughs> fucking drop. Thank I'm you, Ray. Right now. Jimmy, hey, was- Jimmy, it was great uh, catching up, buddy. Hopefully Good seeing you, buddy. Do it again. Okay, pal. Have a safe trip. See you soon. Matt, take it easy, man. I'll call you later. Thank you. I was about to say, what about me? And Aljo, we have, we have, uh, Just let him go. He's, he's got shit to do. Good luck, man. It's, I, I'm happy for you that you're walking in with the belt and I want to see you walk back out with it and, uh, have a great fight, man. And I look forward to talking to you again. I appreciate it. I'll be talking to you during the week, champ. Yes, sir. I, I will say one thing. Yes, one sir. of us is going to look mighty stupid after this fight and it ain't going to be me. All or nothing, Aljo. All or nothing. Fuck yeah, bro. See you, buddy. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Hey, Michael, can you hear us? Yeah, man. Can you hear me? Yes, buddy. We can hear you. How you doing? Cool. Doing great, man. How y'all doing? Good. Thank you for coming on. And uh, I, I love it when guys who are with singers or actors or whatever are also fight fans. So we have guys on sometimes that aren't fight fans. And, uh, you know, it, they'll like mention that they like Connor or whatever. But you, you actually trained and all that stuff, right? Yeah, my family, uh, my family trained. I, I trained uh, jujitsu when I was you know, in high school and then right out of high school, mainly just for the the love of the sport and, you know, the respect of it. My, my dad and them, they did all the, when they grew up, they were doing the competitions by the time I was training and stuff. I mean, I was always in it, you know, but by the time I was training, I was also playing bars, you know, so it was just a, right. It was a way to keep my mind right, you know, and, and I just always, I grew up in it my whole life, you know, or around it. And so, uh, always just had big respect for it and the, the whole, what, what it does, you know. I'm sorry, ready your friends with, uh, former UFC contender, Dan Henderson. Yeah, man. Yeah, Hendo's my boy. How's he doing? I haven't seen him lately uh, around. He's doing great, man. We were just in uh, Utah together doing a, an event for a Traeger grill that they uh, they they just launched, a uh, new, new grill that they just got out. So we were in Utah and hung out with them. And 
might have done some karaoke in a dive bar somewhere in uh, Utah. <laughs> do people know you when you walk into Duke? Like, if I could sing, that's all I would do is karaoke. Do we, <laughs> when you walk in, do they know who you are, or I guess does it depend on the place? Or yeah, it depends on the place. I mean, sometimes yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Sometimes it does, you know. But then what's funny is then I always get because there's always that one local person that can kind of sing good Applebee's karaoke when they're drunk, you know. So then when if they see a singer come in they're like hey he's, he's pretty good Eddie, man what you think and you might might be able to do something with him so but it's always fun man yeah we had a good time now when you sing you're a country singer when you sing a certain genre and, and i would ask the same of, of a guy who sings uh you know hard rock or whatever do you ever wish like oh fuck, I, I would love to sing that as well is there any style that you've kind of like you, you that you don't do that you're like wow I, w- I would love to do that as well i'm a huge frank sinatra fan and that whole era that whole rat pack era man just has always like fascinated me even as a kid and just hearing yeah i like you can't be in a bad mood and listen to frank sinatra you know it's, there's just something there's something cool about him I, that whole that whole swag they had back then man i'm like man i wish i had uh, a little bit of that the attitude and the lifestyle and all that yeah man they were just something so like i was just kind of like they weren't real you know they were like not not real people uh just they were just had this cool thing about him and the music still lives up to today you know it's still i was listening to it at the house last night man it's just good to have on do you think that uh, like i guess the entertainers from when i was a kid or when you were a kid there was almost a bigger mystique to them because you didn't have instagram or youtube or tmz or all these things where like people are just in your life all day now as opposed to like if one of those guys was on the tonight show it was like fuck that guy's talking and not acting it meant more i think back then to see them doing things outside their profession yeah i agree man you know i think social media uh with all the great things that it does as far as connect people with fans and you know be able to have a one-on-one conversation i mean uh be able to actually message somebody and have the possibility that you'll get messaged back by you know your favorite fighter or your favorite artist or actor whatever but there is that fourth wall that is now kind of gone you know and there, there was all i remember being a kid going to concerts like when I went and saw Kenny Chesney, you know, I didn't know Kenny Chesney was eating, you know, a, a, or drinking a protein shake before and wearing blue boots and all the stuff where he went on. It was like, we didn't know where he was at. And all of a sudden, boom, here he pops up from the stage or however. And it's, it's just that whole mystique of it. I think there is some, some of that that's, that's missing now, I think kind of allows you to be real close, but then sometimes I think maybe too close, you know? And now with the fighters now, are you, are you currently watching the fights? Do you have any fighters that you're, nowadays that are current fighters that you're really into watching or man you know i uh here here the last year especially we've been back touring it sucks because i have to always watch either the i have to like not go on my phone because yeah. we play shows you know on saturday so i either got to not go on my phone or just watch the highlights and then watch the fight the next day man i i enjoy watching o'malley man i think i think he's yeah. a, i think he's just he's got he's got that you know he's just he's a great fighter but he's also just seems like a i don't know i just love that he's real you know he's just himself he seems like i don't i don't know him personally but he just seems like a guy that i'd want to hang with he's got that it factor about him like he's yeah. got special there's a lot of great fighters and it's and some of them have a cool look but he's got the whole kind of package he could talk and he's got that presence that swag he's got the yeah look, and he's got the accurate striking that's pretty, yeah you know it's, he's got the, he's something different about o'malley you know? There is, man. He's got, like you said, he's just got a little bit of everything, man, that it just takes to really stand out. And and I think in y'all's world, because like you said, there's a you know, there's a ton of great fighters that 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 have great careers. But then sometimes it's just like in 
in music, you know, there's a bunch of great artists, but sometimes you just get that one person, that one guy or girl that just has that few extra drops of something, man. It just, they just stand out, you know, and I think he's just one of those guys. You're right, too, about it sucks not being able to check social media because I do shows on Friday, Saturday night, and then, like, this Saturday I'm working, so I always come home and I'll watch the fights immediately, but it's like I forget sometimes and I'll check Instagram and I'll be like, oh, fuck. Or yeah. I, you, you, like, you, you, you just you have to not check anything if you want to get home and be able to watch the fights in their entirety because I hate knowing, you know, I like to start from the beginning and watch everything. Um, but this is a great weekend of uh, great weekend of fights with uh, uh, Chan Sung Jung fighting uh, Volkanovsky for the for yeah. the featherweight belt. And of course, Aljo defending against Piotr Jan. Um, have you ever gone to a fight? I have, man. Yeah, I went and watched uh, my buddy C.B. Dalloway fight in Orlando. Um, and then um, I think that might have been the only UFC fight that I'd, I'd gone to uh, in person. But back at back at our house, man, it was a, every time it was on, man, it was like everybody was either at my dad's house or at my Uncle Herbie's house. And then uh, so it was well, that, that was the only one I think I saw in person, but, uh, but grew up watching. C.B. Dalloway, that's a name I haven't heard in a minute. How's he doing, by the way, for the people that know him? He's a he was on uh, the, the the I think it was the the Rampage and um and Rashad Evans season of the old wow life. that's what that show is great you get to know the person I'm sure you watched that season being friends oh yeah with Holloway uh how, how's he doing he's doing good man um I I talked to him a couple months back we're playing some shows coming up in Arizona so I hit him and uh Bader up and and uh, Hendo's gonna be out there but I don't um I I. Can't remember if he said he could or not, but uh, but I hit him up. We we chat, but he's doing good, man. He's looking good. Now I'm reading here. You're a big uh, Chicago Cubs fan. Yeah. Really. So and and this is I'm just interested because I'm I'm not a very big sports fan. I appreciate it, but I yeah. You get people that are really into it, but I'm I am a big uh, movie fan. I'm reading that you went to the World Series after party with Bill Murray. You were there with Bill Murray. Yeah, dude. We yeah, we were so my buddy Tom O'Reilly is a part owner with. Uh, the Ricketts family. And so they were kind enough. I, so I grew up first off, I know I'm from Florida because I get it all the time where people are like, man, how the hell you become a damn Cubs fan from Florida? I'm like, man, first off, Florida didn't have a baseball team to offer, you know, and two, there was TBS and WGN when your ass lives in a trailer, you know, and you can only watch either the Cubs or the Braves. And I picked the Cubs. I just been a big fan ever since. And then touring, man, the city, I just love the history of the city. And so they were kind enough to invite me to one of the World Series games. And afterwards, uh, we were all upstairs at their office party and everybody's having drinks. And Bill Murray's up there and Ricketts goes, hey, man, you're not going to believe this. But Bill's setting up. I said, oh, did you have his band come in? He goes, no, he just showed up with him. <laughs> so he shows up with this. I, I, I think he had a he had a guitar player, a celloist and a piano player. And he had a notebook and he just read poetry two background music for like 45 minutes. How was it? Fantastic. It was everything you want and Bill Murray popping up. Yeah. And he took my phone and hung up on my dad. Did what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> Confused. Wait, what? You were yeah. You so, yeah. So my dad, so me and my dad, you know, I'm, I'm really, really close to my family down home. They all still live in Florida. And so anytime like some weird shit like that happens in my life, I'm like, I got to call my dad, bro. You're not gonna believe this shit. You know, like I'm here. Cubs after party, Bill Murray's reading poetry, you know, to a, to a pop-up band that wasn't supposed to be here. So I, I step outside uh, on that, that patio area and I call my dad. I was like, yo, bro, man, you're not going to believe this shit, but Bill Murray is right here. And I feel this tap on my shoulder and he takes my phone and says, hey, dad, and hangs up on him. 
Good for him. <laughs> was your it father was mad best. that he got hung up on Bill, by Bill Murray, or was he happy? Oh, he was great. Yeah. No, dad was like, what the hell happened? I said, that was Bill Murray. <laughs> I said, that, that's, that's what they talk about in books. Now, let me ask you, have you ever been, like, I saw a video of Bon Jovi one time at a wedding, and it was so uncomfortable because they were singing, like, you give love a bed, and, and they're making him sing with them, and you could tell he wanted <laughs> fucking nothing to do with it. Um, have you had that when you're at an event and they'll play one of your songs or they want you to sing along, and you're like, I just want to fucking hang out. I don't want to do that. Uh, so yeah, sometimes, but yeah, but you know where it happens at now is like on Broadway in Nashville. And in that case, that's kind of like an honor that you're, you know, you're at, you got songs that they're wanting to cover. There's so many big cover songs and we have, we've all had to play that circuit of some sort where you're playing those four hour cover gigs, you know, and sometimes they're a dread dude and they, they suck. You know? So, so down there, it's a, it, 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 it's an honor. They, and, they, and a lot of times they don't really point too much, but the funny thing is like when you go to a bar or restaurant and you're just eating, hanging, no one will come up to you, say anything. You just hear like the, the opening lines of your song on the jukebox that, that pops up. I'm like, Oh yeah, there we are. But, uh, we were at, we were at Longhorn and apparently uh, my, my song whiskey and rains on the playlist at, at Longhorn. So thank you. It's very Thank good, by the way, you really great voice. Uh, I, I, I watched the video and, uh, it's really, really good. And you're promoting that and you're promoting the, uh, they said EP, which I, it's funny. You don't think of uh, EPs anymore, but I want to make sure I get the name of your, uh, of your album correct it well you could tell me i could just ask you like you're right here <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, yeah yeah the ep is called higher education it came out on um, august 27th of last year okay and holy water is is the is the latest single or is that a single that's already out the single that's out right now yeah we just got word that it's uh just top 50 already oh, congratulations so how do you determine you. what's going to be a single do you decide or does the record company um you know i in my in my case, it, it really is a team effort. You know, um, I will say that at Warner, I feel like we have the last say as artists. Excuse me, um, but they, you know, obviously Chris Lacey, who is my A and R rep, my management. Um, you know, we all sit down, we go through the songs. I try to play the songs live uh, to get like a, a feel of how the crowd's feeling with it. You know, like is this something that I love or is it something that you know? And and as you're going with it, you know, it builds confidence when you haven't hit. So then you start kind of finding right. your sounds. So you're like. Okay, I'm I'm more confident now. When you're starting out, uh, you know you really lean on your team a lot and your gut feeling, man. You know if it moves you, we're all human beings that get moved by music. You know, so if it moves you, it's probably going to move somebody else. Yeah, it really is a crazy effect music has that no other real, you know, acting comedy. None of it has the effect that music does and the ability to identify periods of your life with songs and uh, the ability just to to feel something with music. I, I that's I kind of envy the effect that musicians have on people. You, you know, I hope you appreciate it. I do, man. It's you know, it's always funny because everybody that sings wants to be an athlete. and Everybody that you know, is an athlete wants to know what it's like to sing. So it's funny uh, having having you know, relationships with 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 athletes. You know, we get to trade these stories, you know, back and forth. And and uh, and I bring them on stage and I'm like, They'll, they'll jump up and like, you know, sing a, sing a cover with me or whatever, you know, if we're in their town and they're, they're just in this big rush. Cause it is a, it is yeah. a instant gratification feeling for sure. But I'm like, dude, but I don't know what it's like that feeling that cage locking up, dude. And you know what I mean? And you're in the middle and it's, it's go time. Like that's another, that's another, uh, that's another level of adrenaline, you know? So, but it's good. I think it all goes hand in hand. Yeah. Jack Nicholson used to go to Laker games all the time. And when he'd go back afterwards into the locker room, it's like all he wanted to talk about was basketball and all Kareem wanted to talk to him about was acting. Like yeah. that's, I guess <laughs> it's always the thing you're not doing, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. And now do you perform up here at all, Michael? Do you come to New York at all? Or do you, or do you have, uh, have you not yet? 
Uh, yeah, actually, I, we we were in um, where were we at in New York a few weeks ago. It was upstate. I had a little town I hadn't been to yet. Uh, but yeah, we're doing. I, I think we're coming up there on the Lee Bryce tour, the Label Me Proud tour. Um, I'm not completely positive. I got to double check, but uh, that just got announced a couple weeks oh, ago. Oh, nice. So. Uh, when it comes down to writing your music, Michael, what is the process with that? Like, is it shit just come to you, or you you got the blues? You want to write something about a a fucking heartache you had with a girl. How, how do you the process? Do you wake up in the morning? Are you more of a night writer? Like, do you have a couple of drinks? What is the process with writing music? Well, um, you know, sometimes a little, a little earth lettuce helps you out, you know, and uh, you just get in a place, man. But, you know, also I think um, for me, you know, some people that, man, they're, they're writers in Nashville, dude. They're so good, man. They're, they're writers in Nashville that show up. They'll write two or three times a day, bro. I mean, these writers that are just crushing people like a guy named Ashley Gorley, who's probably written over 60 number ones, you know, on country radio by him, uh, not by himself, but I mean, that his name's on, you know, with other writers. He's uh, unbelievable. The dude's still writing twice a day. You know what I mean? They're hustlers. And like, they're just, they, they, they just have this gift that God gave, you know, that they, they can crank out songs. I'm more of like, I gotta, I gotta kind of be in that mode, you know, like we're touring a lot right now. We're gearing up for this Lee Bryce tour. We've got Holy Water coming out. There's a lot going on. So like my mind's in that space right now. But then when we get on that good routine, then I can start thinking about songs for the next record and writing, you know what I mean? And going that process. So to me, it's more of like a feeling thing, chilling at night with my boys. You know, sometimes we'll go to a buddy's hunting camp and, you know, write songs and do some hunting and hang out, you know, that type of thing. And you, you also start finding your crew. You know, it's kind of like the people that are in your corner. You know, you, you, you find the people that you know that you can go to with an idea or uh, a melody or something. Go, hey, man, I'm thinking about this. And you know that they're going to help bring out, you know, what you're what you're wanting out of. So uh, throughout the years, I've been able to find my corner, you know, guys that that really helped me out a lot. So. And how awful is it? Though? I'm sure people in life give also horrendous song suggestions or uh, <laughs> that you have to tolerate. Uh, I'm sure you have to be polite once in a while when they're like, yeah. you should sing about like flowers. And you're like, yeah, I got it. It's great. Oh yeah. yeah. Or the, the, uh, the, the, the thing that is still, is still a thing that happens that is not a case at all. Is, hey man, you sold any songs yet? I said, you know, well, we don't sell the songs, but then you just, you kind of just let it go. Cause there's so much you got to explain by that point. You know, Yeah. one time my mom, my mom said, she goes, son, what if Blake Shelton opened up his own label and really just helped you just take off? I was having my fourth number one song that just went platinum. Me and Blake Shelton are on the same damn label. I'm like, mom, I'm on the label with Blake. What are you talking about? Where did this come from? <laughs> so those it's, it's funny though, man, they, they all mean well. <laughs> well, Michael, look, uh, I, I appreciate you coming on and uh, congratulations on the success. Uh, I mean, I think your last one has almost 5 million views and uh, which again, that's how we judge things when, you know, uh, these days, unfortunately, but right. you know, People love you and your music is really good. And uh, I would encourage people to check out the latest single, Holy Water. And uh, Higher Education is the, uh, is the album. And uh, I would love to see you when you come up here to, to New York to perform. I'm happy to talk to you. Dude, I would love, love for y'all to come out, man. We'll get y'all hooked up. I'll, uh, I'll let y'all know and reach out to you. And, yeah, please uh, do. Because I, I, I really would come. All right. I will, for sure. And man, man, I grew up watching you fight, bro. It's a pleasure Thank talking you, to you, man. Thank you. If you ever want to uh, knock the, the 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 rust off your gi and you're traveling, come train by my school, dude, in New York. Dude. Hell yeah, man! I would love to, man. Hell yeah! Open invitation. I appreciate you guys, man. Thanks for the time.
Anytime, Michael. Thanks. Good talking to you. You too, guys. All right, take care. I like meeting new people. Yeah, yeah, he's great. And he's really a good singer. He's really got an amazing voice. Isn't that the way with anything when you're like on, on a stage, on any kind of either world stage or any kind of stage, like people are telling you what they think they should do. Hey, you know what's a funny bit for you? Or something with me telling me how to fight. Like, it, isn't that the way though? People always- listen People do it. Yeah, they, they do it. They do it with jokes all the time. You're not going to put me in your routine, are you? No, you're boring. That's what I like to tell people. Why would I? It's so funny how, um, I like how, uh, he was talking about some people like, like they, the singers want to be like the fighters or the. That's very true, true, yeah. Actors, but little does he know that some of us could do both. Eh, 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 eh. Yeah, Jimmy, do it. Oh, you shake your head. <laughs> All right, listen. Well, thank you, Michael Ray, and uh, thank you to Aljamain yes. Sterling, and um, I guess we will. Uh, oh wait, Ray preview Lock. the fights. What? Oh, sorry, buddy. Go. You forgot Ray Lock. Of course, I didn't forget Ray. I was going to say, and we'll preview the fight, so we appreciate Ray. I'm going to be in Poughkeepsie this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and D.C. next weekend, and uh, Matt is on Cameo. If you want a Cameo from the great Matt Serra, feel free, and uh, go train at Matt's, uh, Matt's school. You got my plugs in. Jimmy, um, yes, buddy. you know, I, I, I'm just, I'm looking at this Gilbert Burns and Kamzad. Uh, oh, oh Shemaev, yes. And I'm really just, I'm just really into this whole fucking card is insane. We're gonna incredible on the next episode. Yes, but I really am interested to see because I feel like Gilbert will be on his back at some point. Yeah, I want to. He is fucking great in jujitsu. He really yep. is. So I yeah. really want to see. What, I mean, this is a this is some fight, man. Some card in general. Hey, Tremendous. Let's save some for next time. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, Jimmy. I will talk to you in a couple of days, my friend. Can't wait, buddy. I'll see you soon. So much fun. Goodbye, everyone. Bye, guys. Whether you're shopping for grads, getting an early gift for dad, or just looking for a little something new or used for your shelf, you'll find it at HPB. And you'll get almost everything for an extra 20% off during the big sale at Half Price Books this Memorial Day weekend. Saturday, May 25th through Monday, May 27th. Save big in-store at your local Half Price Books and at HPB.com. Offer cannot be combined with other coupons. Exclusions apply. To learn more, visit HPB.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.